this is the Motor City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. I probably shouldn't just say listen, because you you just might be watching it too. And that's okay with me. I'm your host, Ben Rose. It is, what, Thursday, February 22nd. Today's show is going to be a good one. I say that, well, because every show is a good one. But it is the 60th episode here on New Radio Media. I don't have a guest, but what I do have for you today is I dug out dug in to my vinyl collection. So I'm going to be playing some vinyl for you. I have the turntable set up just off camera. And like it is legitimately here. I have 45. Don't be like, oh yeah, Ben, you just put a little backtrack of some hisses and pops behind the music. No, I don't do that. That would be actually a really good idea. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. Anyway, there will be some vinyl today. Also, I'll be talking about said vinyl and a uh, little little background on such. So, you will want to stick around for that. Yeah, that's worth sticking around for. So, one of the things um, that I will be uh, be playing on tonight's show that isn't vinyl. And this will probably be the only time I play Ed Sheeran on my show. <laughs> Kelsey laughs over there. Uh, <laughs> is that funny? Yeah. No, it's not. But the reason I'm playing it is because he did a song with Eminem. Yeah, he just released it. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's the same one. Yeah. So, it's good. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to be playing the first... It's just... It's like, uh... I... I, I got some, uh... Some, some, some questions... A year or so ago... When I played a Lana Del Rey song. And if you don't like Lana Del Rey, you know, whatever, that's your problem. Uh, but it was, it was actually a cover... You know, and I played when I played it. I played it on a show that I was doing uh, on Fridays uh, on another station. Uh, not Fridays. I'm sorry, Wednesdays, Wednesday afternoons uh, called Chopped and Dropped. I won't say the station. And I played primarily like Americana and, and rockabilly and such. And there was a French rockabilly band, which I'm pretty sure the only English words they knew were the lyrics to uh, Lana Del Rey's song "Blue Jeans." Uh, not that that's a problem. They did a, they did a fine job at it. But, uh, yeah, I got some questions, and my answers were, shut up and listen to it, it's good. And, yes, it was, the consensus was, yes, it was good. Anyway, coming up first, I'm going to be playing what is uh, the very first rock and roll record to go to number one. And it's Bill Haley in the Comets, Rock Around the Clock. And what I have here in my hand, I'm a vinyl snob. This is a very this is a, a first pressing. This is old, older than me, and yeah, yeah. What? Go, go right ahead, Kelsey. It's a forty-five. It's a single. There's, no, there's three different sizes actually. Yeah, there's the seven inch, which is a a forty-five. They also have ten inches, which are primarily seventy-eights, but sometimes you'll get the, the 10 inches that are, um, all right, 
let me back this up a little bit. The the numbers for the sizes are based on the RPMs, like how you know, like rotations per minute. So a forty-five goes, you know, it's, it's forty-five rotations per minute. A seventy-eight, that's a, usually a ten-inch, seventy-eight rotations per minute. And then there's uh, the standard twelve-inch uh, record or LP, which is uh, thirty-three and um, what is it? Thirty-three and a third, right? Thirty-three and a half, yeah, something like that. Anyway, there are other weird speeds that uh, aren't standard, like 16 RPM, and yeah, it's weird. So, we'll talk about that, actually. That's a really good question, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But here, before we do that, I'm going to play this. This is the very first rock and roll song, or record, they called it to go to number one on the Billboard charts back in, Jesus, how, who even knows, actually. I want to know, if, do you know? So if you know, we'll talk about this. I mean, if, you, if somebody wants to call in and answer, they can. It's 844-999-9249. It's 844 when when did Bill Haley and the Rock and the, <laughs> Bill Haley and his comments uh, release Rock Rock Around the Clock, and that being the first rock and roll song to go to number one on the Billboard charts? Let's see. Here it is. On where did you join on New Radio Media?
right. You can hear all the cracks, pops, and noise, the joys of vinyl. If, uh, if you want to get into collecting vinyl, I highly suggest that you probably don't. Because it's like, um, God, it's like heroin. But uh, I'm going to follow it up with actually a norm, like the normal set of uh, of songs. Then we'll come back and play some more vinyl. Uh, this is probably the first rock and roll song ever recorded by Jackie Brenston and Ike Turner. Yeah, this is before he started beating Tina Turner's ass. You can send all your complaints about that joke to brose at newradiomedia.com. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. It's okay. I mean, it's all over and done with, and everybody worked out. I think everything worked out just fine. Oh, man, I should probably stop. Anyway, here is... Uh, Here's a Jackie Brunson, Ike Turner with Rocket 88, followed up by Warren Smith with Uranium Rock, right here on Warren City Juke Joint on New Radio Media. You've heard the noise they make, but let me introduce my new Rocket 88. Yes, it's straight, just one way. Everybody likes my Rocket 88. Baby, we'll ride in style, moving all along. Smart and designed, black convertible top, and the gals don't mind. Sporting with me, riding all around town for joy. Blow your horn, Raymond, blow! In my rocket and don't be late, baby. We're pulling out about half past eight. Going round the corner and get a bill. Everybody in my car's gonna take a little nip. Move on out, oozing and cruising along.
working every day and not getting much pay. I got a big Geiger counter, it's a pretty good rig. And the needle starts clicking, that's where I'm gonna dig. Money, money, honey, and your phone. Money, money, honey, rock and roll. Break it in, bail it up like hay. Have a rockin' good time, throw it all away. See me now in my long Cadillac Hinges in the middle, spare wheel on the back Man, don't you know I'll be hard to stop When I find that big uranium rock Money, money, honey, the kind you fold Money, money, honey, rock and roll Rake it in, made it up like hay Have a rockin' good time, throw it all away Me and my long Cadillac Heading down the road and I ain't coming back Ain't no red light gonna make me stop When I find that big uranium rock Money, money, honey, the kind you fold Money, money, honey, rock and roll Rick it in, bail it up like hay Have a rockin' good time, throw it all away You're listening to the Motor City Juke Giant right here on New Radio Media. I am your host, Ben Rose. So before before we went back to um, break, before we played any of the music, Kelsey, you asked about, you know, you didn't know that there was different sizes, right? Yeah. I received a brand new cassette on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, from my guest. Yeah, mm-hmm. A brand new cassette. Mm-hmm. Well, there were CDs. Right. Yeah, CDs are actually. Um, a little bit older than people think. Uh, I believe. Uh, uh, trying to remember, I think it, it was uh, very early '80s, and it, it that compact discs uh, came out. I mean, they weren't very popular at first, uh, and it, it was uh, 1982. Uh, and it was um, basically just not, you know, it was expensive. Nobody had it, and, you know, and uh, there were, like, other formats of, like, optical, like the, like the laser discs that was from movies and such, and, but the, it wasn't, I think, until late, like, late 80s, early 90s that people started actually buying CD like they you could they were readily available, like this is a dating myself. That's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna date myself. 
You know, I just I need some time to figure myself out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so they used to come like you remember CDs. You they there'd be like this um, plastic thing around them, like like a, and they looked like a handle. Like when you bought them, do you know what I'm talking about? You had when you bought when you took it to the to, to, to cashier, they had to remove the thing. Anyway, they used to try to like actually, they would put those in a you know like a box, so. The CD didn't come in like the normal jewel case, which is like five by five. It came in like this long five by ten cardboard little box, and it was it was and it was the the intention of that was to so they can take the the slots for in the record stores where the records fit, like the twelve inch records, and they could just so they'd stick up, so they didn't have to adjust anything, and. Uh, it was like a waste of packaging, just a, a massive, just um, uh, just a waste. So, with with records, like common, like you'd see records like the big twelve inches. That's th that's the thirty three and a third uh, RPM. That's your standard twelve inch LP, like an album. These forty fives, these small ones. These are normally like one song on each side, although I do have a few that have multiple songs on it, and I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But there are also, which is interesting, there are also big seven inches, or not seven, big seven inches. Uh, that, that was a story about somebody else on a different, you know, never mind. <laughs> I'm sleeping now. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's up, Tony. Was there eight inches by any chance? No. Oh, okay, I got you. No, it, like like vinyl records were normal. Like, it's you have seven, ten, and twelve, right? Now there be there were um. And you used to have cylinders. Like uh, like I, I, I I'm like trying to think of the size. I've seen them because Julia's dad has a collection of them, and it's really cool. Like you walk into their in their living room and it's nothing but old phonographs. You know, it looks like a museum. It, um, so prior to it actually being a flat record, you know, they things were recorded onto these like wax cylinders and they're fragile. Even like seventy eights, I didn't I didn't want to bring any of my seventy eights today because uh, they break so easily, even though they're they're, they're kind of thick. And essentially, it's like there's a song on each side. And some of them, you get like the old Victrola ones. There's only one song on one side. Uh, you know, imagine. Okay, imagine this. Like today, we can download any song we want, right? We can listen to Spotify, Pandora, even on YouTube. We can go to iTunes, whatever. We can download that. Imagine you have a record player. Right. Not only is it like, you know, in, in some of these ones, you had a hand crank to listen to the one song. Right. And you had a, you had one song. <laughs> one song. That's it. And it's. And, and, and like, do you just like imagine you, you bought one song and you don't like it? God, right? That would be horrible. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, and I'm sure they weren't cheap either. I mean, like they weren't like. I, you know, I don't know. We could I, I, actually we could find out how much it, how much uh, records did cost then. I mean, well, like with con, I guess we can factor in um, inflation, right? Uh, so let's. We're, we're actually, I'm actually looking it up. Cost of early records. How much? Okay, well, we can go hit to how much an album cost in the 70s and get th- that. That's readily available. Uh, three or four dollars for a single, like, like full length album. It was, you know, common. Some of them had them for even less. So, you know, now. <laughs> I mean, I've paid like an astronomical amount for one record, and that's just—it's not just like inflation. I mean, like you know how much CDs cost. I mean, like I—I I haven't bought a CD in a while. I mean, most of the CDs I have are like I'm not, not to sound arrogant or cocky. I get from bands, but that's because I play them on the show, and you know that—that's for a good reason. They give them to me. It's not just because you know, they like me, but it, you know. Uh, they were so re- like like records were just just let's just say anywhere between two and four dollars. Now I mean paying thirty dollars for a show for for a show for a record is common. You know, uh, our president here, Ian Benzman, has he he shares my love of vinyl, and he, I can I can say that he he knows firsthand what it's like to spend way more money than you're comfortable with on one record that you could probably listen to online. But you're not getting that experience. And people say, oh, vinyl's so much better, you know, you know, than 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 it 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 is, but they're they're it's a it's for a different reason. It's because of the of that that analog quality of it that it's you are enjoying it for the imperfection, not for it being perfect. I was going to ask that. I was, um, I was uh, a little curious to uh, turn, up. Yeah, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn go. up. I was a little uh, curious, actually. Is the sound quality actually better? Is this just a myth? or? Well, is it better? It's... it's uh, it's closer to the, to, I guess, to original. Uh, the way it's meant to be heard. Me- meant to be heard. But here's the thing. This record player is a solid-state record player, which means uh, it is run by, by transistors and not yeah. not tube. The proper way, like if you like when people say, oh, I've got to hear that vinyl, that analog sound, you're not going to hear analog so- sound truly off of a turntable that's run off transistors and played through whatever you're going to get the analog sound you're going to have to play it through a like a quality hi-fi tube amplifier uh those those aren't cheap you can well you can find some smaller ones on amazon for a decent price and it's it's worth it just looking into just just if you if you really want to be an audiophile and a snob you you can do that and you can compare it and you will actually notice a difference if you pay attention, if you're really into music, and you want it, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. 
Now, would you need like a tube speaker for that? Oh, speak. Or are you going to need just, could you run it off of like something like you got like an orange, like a micro terror or something? Like oh. You got those little tube amp heads, I guess. Oh, no, not that? not that. Not like a tube guitar amp. Hmm. No, a, a tube stereo amp. Okay. Hi-fi, yeah. Now, many years ago, before there were, <laughs> many years before I even I, were, I was one, uh, there there for transistors which is a tiny little like looks like a little piece of plastic with like three legs sticking out it looks like a virus actually if you want to get technical if, if any of you nerds out there are into biology you know what a virus looks like that's what a transistor actually looks like at least to me anyway but before that there was these tubes tubes are like like glass look almost look like light bulbs and the uh, radios and, and such were run off that. All, well, most electronics were run off that. And they had to warm up. But the warm like hum from it produced this this sound that is just it's heavenly. I mean, you know, that that's the closest thing I can I can just use to describe it is that it's uh it's it's something that you don't get today. There's no it's not sterile. It's not like a I don't know. It's not clean. But that's the way we like it. Anyway, what I have up next, actually, this is new Jack White on vinyl, connected by love. See, I'm holding it up. Further proof that I'm not putting little hisses and pops behind the music. I may have done that before on the other station. Kidding, I didn't do that. You know, the coolest Jack White vinyl I've actually seen, I've seen some cool Jack White yeah. vinyls. I think it was the one he recorded at the Majestic, actually. Yeah. He's got the one, it looks like they just took a bowling pin and smashed it. Yeah. Because it's got the red, the two red circles on the inside, and then that's yep. like a whole white vinyl, which is pretty sweet. Oh, oh, I have some white vinyl. I have some purple vinyl, too. I'm going to play this. Damn. Oh, yeah, this purple vinyl. I'm going to, Yeah. Can, do you want to want to take a guess on who on, on whose vinyls on purple? Uh, let me. I'm gonna say let's pr- let's say Prince probably. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the label, it's it's the song is Purple Rain. The label label uh, like instead of saying pr- it's the song is Purple Rain, it is a picture of Purple Rain. Oh, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, here's uh here's some new Jack White, with connected by love, right here on Mars Safety Giant, on your radio media. Don't you know what I'm suffering from? Please, my pain, make it wash out with the rain. Relieve me and put it up on your tail. Take it away and give it to somebody else. Cause I'm I know we're connected 
You're listening to Motor City Journal, New Radio Media. I follow that Jack White up with uh, Lonnie Lane, who is also on Third Man Records, and Jack White does play on that album because he plays on just about everything that's on Third Man. If it's not him, it's Olivia Jean of the Black Bells, who I think plays just about every instrument known to man. Yeah, it happens. Anyway, uh playing a lot of vinyl tonight, actually taking requests for other stuff, even if, you know, if I don't have it on vinyl, which I probably don't have a lot of stuff, but I'm I'm open if you want to send it to me. You can send it to the station here. I'm giving a look to the camera like, hey, that's a hint. Send it to me. But if you would like to call in and uh, tell me I'm an asshole or whatever you want, it's uh, 844-999-9249. It's 844-999-9249. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing some of this, this selection of amazing vinyl that I have. Also, I'm going to be playing uh, some not-so-vinyl, such as uh, I have some Eminem and Ed Sheeran together. Uh, which is The River, right? That's the new one. Uh, I believe they just released the single and then the video. The video is like almost seven minutes long and it's all weird and gritty. Have you seen this, Kelsey, the, the video? Or, or Tony, either one of you seen this? No? Like, where do you even watch music videos anymore other than YouTube, right? Yeah. I I have actually not seen the music video for this. I've heard the song, though. Uh Actually, and personally, I think it's one of the better songs on that album. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good, yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you that. But for a song that's less than four minutes, to have like a seven-minute video, that's some crazy stuff. So It's art. It, mean, it, it is art. You know, that's, when did music videos have to be about, like, just had to be the length of the song? Like, there's a lot of music videos that take breaks in the middle and actually have like cinematics and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah 
Like, yeah, all right, so early '90s, Guns N' Roses, you had all these videos that were somehow like like telling a story together. Like they had they they, they this released these two albums, Use Your Illusion One and Two, and they had these like the like, really like like detailed like serious videos. They're all somehow connected. And, um, you know, it, it's like, like, like they probably could put more money into the video than the, the re- that, you know, for one song than they did for the entire record that when they recorded it, but people bought it and remembered all that stuff because of the videos. And, and they are, I mean, like, I hate to use the word epic cause it's stupid, but it, it, it they were, they were, they were these epic videos. Simply put. But anyway, let's get to this Eminem. This is uh, Eminem featuring uh, Ed Sheeran with River. And yeah, right here on Morrissey Duke trying to new radio media. Being a thief, being a lover, being a cheat. All my sins need holy water. Feel it washing over me. A little one, I don't want to admit to something. If all it's gonna cause is pain Truth in my lies Right now we're falling like the rain So let the river run He's coming home with his neck scratch To catch black Sweat jackets and dress slacks Mismatch on his breast jack He's a sex addict And she just wants to exact revenge And get back It's a chess match She's on his back like a jetpack She's kept track of all this internet chats And guess who just happens to be moving on to the next Actually just shit on my last chick And she has what my ex lacks Cause she loves danger, psychopath And you don't fuck with no man's girl, even I know that But she's devised some plan to stab him in the back Knife in hand, says the relationship's hanging by a strand So she's been on the web lately Says maybe she'll be my Gwen Stacy Despite a man And I know she's using me to try to play him I don't care, hi Suzanne But I should have said bye Suzanne after the first night But tonight I am I've been a liar, been a thief Been a lover, been a cheat on my sin Feels deserted and used cause he left So what he did at first to her too Now how am I supposed to tell this girl that we're through It's hard to find the words I'm aloof Nervous and suit up when it's too hurt But what you deserve is the truth Don't take it personal I just can't say this in person to you So I revert to the studio Like hole in the wall diners Don't have to be reserved in a booth I just feel like the person who I'm turning into Irreversible I prayed on you like it's church at the pew And now that I got you I don't want you Took advantage of my thirst to pursue Why do I do this dirt that I do? Get on my soapbox and preach My sermon and speech detergent and bleach Is burning the wound Cause now with her in the womb We can't bring her in this world to the new To use protection for I'm pitted to your forbidden fruit I've been Fuck. a liar, been a thief Been a lover, been a cheat oh, my sins need holy water Feel it washing over me Well, little one, I don't want to admit to something gonna cause his pain the truth in my life now we're falling like the rain so let the river run my name oh. my name's oh. 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 
Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Hey, what can I say? If life was a highway, deceit was an enclave, I'd be swerving in five lanes. Speed to the high rate, like I'm sliding on ice, maybe. That's why I made it came at you sideways. I can't keep my lies straight. But I made you terminate my baby. This love triangle left us in a rectangle. What else can I say? It was fun for a while. Bet I really would have loved your smile. Didn't really want to upboard, but fuck it, what's one more lie? Cause I never felt like this before Will you just stay with me tonight? My change, but a love embrace got me walking light. See, I was up in space when Pharaoh rang with my call of life and my sons at home thinking it's all alright, but it's not because I spend my nights away on an all-out ground, but you're on my mind still. See, the pen just walked off. Damn, he just does what he feels. Love, you couldn't package a rapper to hide it. It gets rough, but you're a diamond in a rough love. So beautiful, uncut. cut. I've been enough rugs, walked over and fucked up. Let me chill out and puffed up. I got dumb love, come come love, you to come up like yum yum. This I want something until the sun's up like fuck drugs. You're a part of me, like an artery. You beat in my heart with me. I'm weak when you start to leave, like a weak card that can't start with these. Go ahead and part the seat. We can do it arm in arm with me. Love, did you start to leak previously? I think my heart was sleep. No one's awake and you not far from me. Uh, come hit the stars with me. You just stay with me tonight. You
you're listening you're no wait you're experiencing Water City Juke on New Radio Media that uh that last one uh, that's Tears and Marble uh with What is Love I'm sure you recognize the song itself uh from Hadaway yeah that was on Saturday Night Live you know many years ago with uh Bob and their heads you know Ninth Roxbury that's it uh you know there are a lot of festivals that people go to and the biggest complaint at these festivals is that uh, you want to watch one band or see one band, and then at the same time, there's another band playing on the complete opposite side, which is, it's like, 
you can't do both. Yeah. But the festival that I used to do, we never did that. We had two stages, but we, we, we made sure that you could get to, you know. Anyway, there's a new festival that's going on in Southwest Detroit in El Club. At El Club and it's going to be this weekend. It's the it's called the Waking Windows Festival, and they release set times. So you can actually plan it out. Uh, the bands are, let's see, the full lineup. You have Car Seat Headrest, Whitney, Margaret uh, Glaspie, Moody Man, and uh, you have Mount Erie, Jeremy Gara, C.W. Stone King, Ren Kitts. Uh, and the doors are at 7 o'clock. So, yeah, go do that. Go do that, because you know it's not going to be like Bonnaroo or Lollapalooza or whatever. You know these big, you know, just. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with big old drunk fest. Whatever, it's fine. But anyway, Waking Windows, that old club. Go check it out. I believe you can get tickets still if you go to lclubdetroit.com. They have tickets available for that. And, uh, you know, the complete and total lineup and all the information that you want or need, desire, you pick the word, it's all available right there. It's a cool venue. It's uh, in southwest Detroit. It has this old, um, it has this, like, honestly, it, it, it's, it just has this cool old vibe to it. And if you've never been there, I highly recommend going there. You can rent it out for other stuff. You can actually, you, you, can, have, you can have your wedding there. They, they they do that, which is a cool thing, you know. Not I'm not I'm not saying weddings are cool. I'm just saying if you want to get married, that's the option. Crickets. <laughs> All right, if you want to call in and request anything or just want to chit chat about something, you can. It's eight four four nine 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 two four nine. That's eight four four nine 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 two four nine. Kelsey's over there, waiting for your call. Just give her give her something to do so she's not sitting there just staring creepily at me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't think it's creepy. Yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway, a few weeks ago, uh, we had Captains of the Head on, and they started to do a really interesting cover of uh, Ronnie James Dio's Rainbow in the Dark. Now, I was going through the vinyl... And I happened to, to come across uh, a 45 where the B-side uh, to this song by the band Bruiser Queen, which I, I was introduced to Ramona of Black Irish Booking. You know, I saw, saw Bruiser Queen as a duo. Saw them at when, uh, when the show was at the, Bla the Blackout Barbecue last summer, and they played the, uh, the Black Christmas over at the, the Majestic. Uh, it was, they're great. But I hadn't realized that the B-side to this, the single, was Rainbow in the Dark. Which, yeah, I'm actually pretty pretty happy about that because, you know, anyway, I like Ronnie James Dio and I like Rainbow in the Dark. So I'm going to play it I'm because I have, honestly, this will be my first time hearing it and it'll probably be yours as well. So here's Bruiser Queen on Motor City Joint on New Radio Media with Ronnie James Dio's Rainbow in the Dark.
You're listening to the Motor City Joe Joint. No, again, I correct myself. You're experiencing the Motor City Joe Joint right here on New Radio Media. I have some chit-chat for you. Do you know what's going to happen uh, on Tuesday? Anyone? Anyone? No? 
Are we having tacos by any chance? God, I wish. No. Damn. No. No. What do you think is going to happen? I'm going to say we'll have a special guest in the studio. We just might have a special guest. You know, she's she hasn't been here in a while, but she'll be back. Julia will be back. And actually, here's uh, here's here's one of Julia's favorite songs I'm going to play. Right here, in your radio media, here's Roy Orbison.
Something just happened. That was it. Did Did you see that? Where? Wow. What what's that, Tony? I said he rocked just a little too hard. He did. He did. Actually, you know, the the record wasn't skipping. Or, you know, it, it that was the turntable itself. Yeah. Prince just broke the turntable. No, I'm kidding. He didn't break it. But it did. 
Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Anyway. So, yeah, that was Prince, and it's on purple vinyl, and the label is a picture of Purple Rain. When I saw when I when I, I saw that, um, I I, uh, I picked it up at uh, Weirdsville Records in Mount Clemens, owned by a friend of mine, Dave Taylor, uh, and I uh, I saw that, and I, I was like, the label. We bring it up. You can see that. I saw. I looked at that and I said that that that's got to be Purple Rain by Prince. I didn't even see that the vinyl was purple at that point. I just because you know, it was in its sleeve, and then I pulled it out. And looking at the label, there's no you know that side. There's no indication who it is other than the vinyl is purple. Then I flip it over and it says Prince, and the Revolution. Of course it is. Of course it is. It's one of the, it's it's probably one of the best movies. Period, in my opinion, music movies. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna play a band uh, from Minneapolis next uh, that you can definitely tell listen to a lot of Prince because Prince is from being from Minneapolis, so there is a sound. And there's there, and I think that there's um, it kind of diverges a little bit with it, it, particularly like you have like the Prince sound, and then you do have the the Morris Day and the Time with the you know which is like the Prince sound with horns, which is kind of like the Bruno where Bruno Mars is going, but there is this uh this guy he he he, he is a one man band, but he goes by Tickle Torture. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're gonna go to to that with um, a song called "Would I Love You," uh, and it's 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 got a cool video to it. I highly recommend you go like go on YouTube and check it out. Like all his videos. Now, let me preface it with this: if you're gonna go look up this band on YouTube, make sure you type in "Tickle Torture Band," because if you don't. It's like you are that's 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 that click to the dark side of YouTube. Okay. Drew's over there making faces. That's all right. But anyway, here's Tickle Torture with What I Love You on Motorcycle Joint. I mean, what do you mean? Be back in just a few.
You are listening to the Motor City Joint on new radio media, LCD sound system. I used to. That's a new one. You guys dig that band? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really into them the first time I heard them, but then, but now I'm. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with them, but I did like the vibe they're giving off. That's a pretty cool little like kind of um, ambient sound to it. Yeah, I, I dig it. Like a shoegaze. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree completely. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just I, it, I that so, that song itself actually kind of got me into them. And it's and it's off their most recent album. What was that song called? Uh, I used to. Okay. Yeah. Huh. How do you feel about that? I liked it. Yeah? Did you used to? I did not. I actually, I learned some new music today. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> did you used to? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, digging into this box of vinyl. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I have anything cool and local. I, I do have a lot of local vinyl. Lo- local. Uh, let's hmm. Yeah, I should have planned this one out. You know, vinyl has always interested me. Mm-hmm. I just, I, ju- I couldn't justify getting into it. I think something about the craftsmanship. I just have a real, uh, a real affinity for that. I don't know. I appreciate really? looking at the album and like seeing the artwork on it and all that. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just don't get that with a digital copy of something. No, no, and that's. That's actually one of the reasons why I'm not like a big like yes, I love to have a digital copy to play for you, for all of, n- not just you Tony, for everybody. And it's it's much more convenient to have. But it is a pain in the ass when you want to actually look at some artwork. You know, you want you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was if it was Scott who was talking about it. I think he was. He said something about seeing the artwork on an album, and it makes you, even that alone makes you kind of feel something. I guess about oh, it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, like here, this is actually one. Uh, some friends of mine from New York called the Memphis Morticians, and their artwork is is always pretty good. Uh, this is from their first forty five. Uh, signed by the guys. Anyway, uh, so they, ooh, one of the, like, there's a lot of 45s out there that don't have artwork on them. It's just like you get this, you know, a plain white sleeve, or, you know, it might be in some plastic, whatever, you know, but there's, there's some out there that, you know, they have something fancy. Like this is from Dale Watson, and which I'll be playing a little bit later. So, you, when you get an album like a record, and you know, like you've bought um, CD, you know, yeah, CDs, I bought a CD. and you see the artwork on there, and it's like it's cool, it's small, but it's like five inches by five inches, yeah. right? And you would like to see something bigger, you know, uh, like the, there's details in there. So you buying like a like an actual record, an LP, a twelve, you know, just twelve inch by twelve inch um, fr- frisbee if you're an asshole. But um, <laughs> uh, this giant, um, like inconvenient yet amazing sounding uh, uh, media, it, 
you you are getting something. You can see the details uh, in in on the cover, and you it's it's an experience. Cause, and you put it on, and much like a cassette tape, you you kind of are I don't see forced to listen to the whole thing, because unlike um unlike a cassette tape, if you look at a record, you can see where songs stop and it, you know where they start and stop. You know so. You can kind of be like, okay, this is you can count them and set it down. Like if if you've got a, you know some fine motor skills, but with with a with a cassette tape, you can't. It's like you're gonna sit there fast forward and it's obnoxious, you know. Yeah. And we've I, mean, I guess <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Little screeching noises. <laughs> that is correct. So I'm gonna play uh, one of the tracks off this uh, Memphis Partitions. Because yeah, this is there's more than one track on here, on each side. In fact, uh, and what I'm gonna do is, uh, well, am I able to even see this on this 45? There are two. Well, what oh are you yeah, looking we for go on there. Just the song. Yeah, second the song. Okay, because here's here's an interesting thing. This 45 right here, the labels are on the wrong sides. Oh, okay. It, yeah. Yeah. On purpose or I I don't know. It could be. It could very well be intentional or just somebody made a mistake. And because it's a mistake, that you know you know when it comes to collecting, that means it's worth more money, apparently. Some people are like, Oh, I don't want to mess you know, something that's screwed up. Yeah, you do. It's one of a kind. Yeah. Do you know what you see there's um I know this doesn't do with records, but in nineteen fifty five there was a whole bunch of pennies that were like the the heads were double stamped. They're worth, uh, they're probably worth like ten grand now for one. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn, ten grand for yeah. a penny. <laughs> yeah. Well, nineteen fifty-five pennies are, are are apparently worth somewhat, you know, because a whole bunch of them taken out of circulation because they were double stamped. How they made it into circulation being double stamped is, um, I don't know. That's that's you, a political talk, right? <laughs> yeah, and we don't do politics on this show. Uh, at least we try not to, <laughs> Tony. Um, <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Okay. Yeah, you see. You, yeah, you see. You see how it is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have right. If I can get it right. Here is uh, the Memphis Morticians with Electric Chair on the Motor City Journey Radio Media.
It's almost like I'm losing power here. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. You know what? This is what's going to happen. Yeah. This is what's going to happen right here. That song. What is that sound? Do you hear that? Anyway, here's my first morticians with electric chair.
personal Jesus Someone to hear your prayers Someone who cares Your own personal Jesus Someone to hear your prayers Someone who's there by the telephone lift up the receiver I'll make you a believer take second best put me to the test things on your chest you need to confess I will deliver you know I'm a forgiver Reach out and touch faith. Reach out and touch faith. Your own personal Jesus. Someone to hear your prayers. Someone who cares. Your own personal Jesus someone to hear your prayers someone to care feeling unknown and you're all alone flesh and bone by the telephone Lift up the receiver, I'll make you a believer. I will deliver, you know I'm a forgiver. Reach out and touch faith. 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 Yeah, that was Johnny Cash covering Depeche Mode on a white 180 grain vinyl that was released only to only to to radio stations. Not this one, but. It was promotional use only on fancy white vinyl. Anyway, yeah, so that's the thing. You get colored vinyl, and it's... You want to know what colored vinyl does? Like, what the whole purpose of it is? Tony, you have an idea? Is it by any chance like more rigid, or is there actually not a difference? No, there's nothing. It's just, it's aesthetic. It's just to get okay. people to spend more money. I was gonna say. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like it would. It didn't really make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. I don't know though. I, I could see it being maybe like more thick. I don't know. I guess I I don't really have a lot of experience in vinyl, so maybe it's right. just the color gives it the appearance of being thicker. I don't yeah, know. I, I 
I have a feeling that may, maybe you you have a future in vinyl, though. Is it maybe? Yeah, yeah. You you think that? I don't know. It's like one of those things that people are afraid to get into, but once they do, it's. I'll be a full blown hipster once I do. See, that's that's all I'm concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call Not that there's hipster. anything wrong with that, you no. know. No, no, there isn't anything wrong with like. Well. <laughs> <sighs> Just don't be like that guy that collects like the weird records. You know, like you got you have to have um I don't know, those oddball I have nothing. <laughs> you see you're gonna say it and you're gonna insult a listener or something. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, yeah, yeah. But okay. So like some people like like the whole hipster thing is like like liking things out of irony. Like you don't really like it, but you 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 like it because it's weird and dumb to to like it. True. You know. Yeah. Like apparently like with like the cool scene kids, you know, you don't use the word concert, you're going to a show. You right? But then hip, there are hipsters that'll use the word concert to be ironic, which is like the what the f- shut up. What's the difference? <laughs> the same Whatever. shit. Whatever. Yeah, it's the same thing, you know. I I, I although concert does give to, to me uh, I I like to think of that as like something much bigger. You know, for some reason, and uh, I, it, I could see that, like yeah. a show being like a local venue, and then yeah. a concert being maybe like, like a like larger a, venue. Yeah, like a like an arena, yeah. or yeah, or a DTE or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go, you got it. Uh, that's that's what I pops into mind when I think of that. But um, something that I wanted to talk about here, <laughs> and Drew can probably you'll know where I'm going with this. Toto is celebrating its 40th anniversary with the release of an appropriately titled Massive Deluxe Box set all in. 13 CDs and 17 vinyl LV collection covers the vast majority of the band's recording career, starting from their 1978 self-titled debut through 1990s Minefields. 1999's Minefield. And will be priced at a potential budget-busting $500. For fans who don't have that kind of money to spend, there will be a compilation of the band's biggest hits in some deep cuts till 40 trips around the sun. Both collections are due sometime this fall. We should take a collection together and, send, and, and get a copy and send it to Bob Palmatier. Shit, I will pay $500 just to hear Africa. You know, there we go. Yeah, well, how about I play Africa now? Then you, you know, did it for you free. You know what? I can do it for free. That sounds yeah. even better. Honestly, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Do this. Shout this! This one goes out to Specs Howard. You know? Yeah, it goes out to Specs Howard. You guys, you guys had Bob, right, or no? We didn't have Bob, but okay. we uh, we are quite familiar with it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> with Africa. With Africa, you're familiar with Africa, huh? Oh yeah. Man, you 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 like to travel, eh? I've been around. Yeah. You've been around. Yeah, I should play some Tupac. I get around after that. <laughs> what's, what's what's what kind of forever? Bukani. <laughs> You know, there's people that think that's a real country, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's also people that don't know that Africa is is a continent made up of of all these different countries. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, Ben. Everybody knows Africa's a continent. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're about out of time. We'll be back on Tuesday. Julia will be here. Uh, then, yeah, there'll be all kinds of fun stuff. So stick around. Well, come back. If you stick around and wait, it's like holding your breath the whole time. And that'll be weird. Uh, and I don't want to be responsible for that. I just don't. Anyway, my name is Ben Rose. You've been listening or experiencing the Wednesday Jew Joint here on New Radio Media. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to Kelsey for being there by the phones, even though no one called. Thank you to Tony for doing the video and for Drew for sitting in the other room and listening to the stream and make sure everything's cool and being an awesome floor director. I will be here on Tuesday, and I will leave you with Toto, Africa. And you know what? I'm not even going to charge you for it. That's right, as sure as Kilimanjaro.